Are you ready to embrace a little stillness? Some rest for your soul today. Welcome to the Sweet Sela Moments Podcast, where we stop and study God's words and encourage one another to know Him better and love Him more. The Sweet Sela Moments Podcast is brought to you by Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. Welcome to the Sweet Sela Moments Podcast. We are studying the book of Nehemiah, and episode 59 is called The Joy of the Lord. It is taken from one of the most famous phrases in Nehemiah. Nehemiah 8.10 ends with this wonderful truth. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Sharon, joy is such a fascinating word, especially when it's paired with the Lord's, with that the Lord gives it to us. The BibleStudyTools.com has this to say about our episode title. Do Tell you re- me. <laughs> <laughs> I will. <laughs> the original Hebrew for joy in Nehemiah 8.10 is kedva meaning joy or gladness. The root word for joy in this context means to rejoice or to make glad. Strength in the same verse is a Hebrew word meaning a place or means of safety, protection, refuge, or stronghold. The root word of strength means to be strong, prevail, to make firm, strengthen. The joy of the Lord is a constant gladness and cause to rejoice. It stems from an inner strengthening from our relationship with Him. How beautiful is that? It is. I love the two together. <laughs> I do too. I love that strength comes from joy and belonging yes. to Jesus. And doesn't it? It does. It does. Very cool. So yeah. Sharon, can you think of a time when you felt the joy of the Lord in your own life? Well, I was thinking about this because I knew actually that you were going to ask me this question. <laughs> and um, Convenient. <laughs> I was trying to, you know, there's a lot of them. But yeah. the one that really just kind of resonated was a time when I felt super overwhelmed by responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I was national director at uh, Moms in Prayer for the USA. Yeah. And I had just barely started it. And it just felt too big. You mm-hmm. know, it really did. It felt just too big. So I was walking. Uh, the Marginal Way in mm-hmm. the Gunquit, which is my favorite place to walk. And there's this tiny cove there that when tide is full, you can't even sit in it because it disappears right. under the water. <laughs> but it was low enough tide that I could go down these like little rocky steps and sit in a cleft in a rock, <laughs> basically, wow, and watch the water just, um, you have to be careful that you get out before the before it comes tide back is in, yeah. <laughs> but watch the tide come in and crash against the rocks. And mm. I just was overwhelmed by the bigness of and watch the water. Just um, you have to be careful that you get out before the before it comes tide back is in, yeah. <laughs> but watch the tide come in and crash against the rocks. And mm. I just was overwhelmed by the bigness of God. Yeah, and I felt like He kind of said to me, Sharon, let me be big. You mm. stay small. Oh, beautiful. And I just felt this overwhelming joy <laughs> in the Lord that, oh, yeah, that's right. Mm. I don't have to be the big one. In fact, oh, he doesn't like it when we get big. <laughs> Let's just remember that. <laughs> that's when we get into trouble. Oh. I need to stay small and, yeah. and remember that he is big. So that's just one of my joy, joy moments where I felt safe, protected, and um, okay again. Yeah. Okay again like about life. So, I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? Any joy stories? Yes. It's funny because there are several, but again, you think of that one that really stood out. 
Um, I think it was my first big joy moment as a young yeah, adult. Yeah. I was 15, and we had gone on a missions trip to Mexico, and we were super far away from everyone. You know, mm-hmm. it's a big, scary adventure. And we had been working on site building homes for a few of the families in the area, and our water truck bo- broke down. Oh, so we had no, no water all day. It was like 90 degrees, <laughs> 100. It was super hot. <laughs> I could not have survived it. No, and back then I didn't know I had a condition that needed extra water. So, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. Anyway, so we made it through the day with very little water. And that night I got horribly, horribly sick. I thought I was going to die. I was so scared. Wow. Um, they said I had heat stroke and dehydration. So they popped me into one of the cabins with a little AC that wouldn't go over 74 degrees <laughs> or under. So it was still pretty hot. And yeah. I remember laying there just thinking that, oh, like this is awful. I felt so alone and, and scared. And you were 15. I was little you still. Were. <laughs> My first big trip away from home. So the next day, I kind of dragged myself out of bed and felt well enough to go eat. And, you know, feeling sorry for... I think about your story about when you went on the retreat and you were really sick and you're sitting there going, I should be worshiping God and I'm stuck in my room. Same thing. Like, I'm on a mission trip and I'm dying. But walking back to my room, um, I found our group because there were several other groups Uh there as well. Uh And they were outside just talking. And so we joined together and um, we ended up, like, sharing some of our struggles of the trip and praying together and holding hands. And then we were singing praises to God. And we looked up and I remember seeing the stars. They were just so brilliant that night and going, if a God that can make these stars, like these are magnificent, like he can take care of a sick, scared little 15-year-old. I love it. And I had this welling of joy that just filled me like effervescence. It was incredible. And I remember just coming home like floating on air because of that (laughs) moment with God and not because I'd built a house or done VBS with the kids. (laughs) It was the bigness of God again. It was. Oh my goodness. Overwhelming our smallness. Yes. Yeah. And you know, that's just, we need to be out in creation. God speaks through his creation, doesn't he? He does. With me, it was the ocean. With you, it was that night, the stars. Mm. But it just reminds me that um, staying indoors all the time is a bad idea. It is. What gets us out of our own way to see his creation. Right. It's so magnificent. And it is magnificent, which points to him. Exactly. And the the joy of the Lord is in him, in the Lord. So we need to see what he's made. Oh, Great joy stories. <laughs> I'm joyful already. <laughs> well, we're going to look at a life-changing event for the people living in and around Jerusalem in Nehemiah's day that mm. led to this amazing verse, the joy of the Lord. <laughs> they had finished the wall. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Done their survey. It was time to gather together for the solemn reading of God's actual words to them. Wow. That's a cool thing. Yeah. This is chapter 8. We are going to learn a lot about how to approach the Bible as we watch how God's people approached it that holy day. We're dividing the reading into three parts, and the first part shows us the importance of desiring to hear God's word. So we're going to start with just that desire, which... They're going to kind of shame us, I feel, as we look at it. But why don't you start, Nicole? You read the first section, which is Nehemiah 8, 1 through 6. All right. All the people assembled with a unified purpose at the square just inside the water gate. They asked Ezra the scribe to bring out the book of law of Moses, which the Lord had given for Israel to obey. So on October 8th, Ezra the priest brought the book of law before the assembly, which included the men and women and all the children old enough to understand. He faced the square just inside the water gate from early morning till noon and read aloud to everyone who would understand. All the people listened closely to the book of the law. Ezra the scribe stood on a high wooden platform that had been made for the occasion. To his right stood 
Mattathiah, Shema, Anea, Uriah, Hilkiah, and Mazaiah. To his left stood Padiah, Mishael, Milkajah, Hashem, <laughs> Hashbadameh, and Zechariah, and Meshulam. <laughs> <Mishulam. laughs> Ezra stood on the platform in full view of all the people. When they saw him open the book, they all rose to their feet. Then Ezra praised the Lord, the great God, and all the people chanted, Amen, Amen, as they lifted their hands. Then they bowed down and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Man, oh, Nicole. What a worship service. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in this age of instant gratification and quick mm. little TikToks and <laughs> tweets, can you even imagine men, women, and children standing yeah. from early morning until noon to listen to the word of God? Isn't that amazing? I can't even picture that. Like, I feel like my kids have a hard time sitting during a church service, you know, yeah, nowadays. Yeah, it's really... For 45 minutes. Yes. Yeah. And we get kind of whiny if the speaker mm-hmm. goes too long. Oh, yeah. Good gravy. Yeah. Man. A little shaming. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. I love that they were unified and wanting to hear what God had to say to them. Mm. You know, when Ray and I would search for a church in a new location because we moved all the time yeah. in the military, that was one of our key points we needed to find a place that had a reverence for God's word that pe- people believed it was actually really yeah. actually God's word. <laughs> That's a good start. You know? <laughs> Which is kind of an ironic thing to say about church shopping, but not all churches took it as seriously as I believe it should be taken. Mm. As seriously as these people took it right. by standing and by listening and listening and listening. Right. Right? Yeah. yeah. So. I know. That's so important. I think if we as believers are not united in God's word, then what do we have to stand on, you know? So true. We can go so horribly awry yes. without mm-hmm. God's truth as our starting point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think it was really special that they rose to their feet when he opened the book. Um, it's just, I don't know, they had such respect for God's words. Sometimes I think we've lost that reverence for his holy word because we're blessed to have it everywhere. everywhere. Like I've got Bibles all through my house. I have it on my phone. I have it on, you know, it's yeah. everywhere, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, so amazing. Yeah. You know, I also like that they began with praise. Yes. They were like, wow, Lord God, you spoke to us. You know, they worship the God they were about to hear from. Mm. It's kind of like that first R in our four R method of Bible reading. You know, when we first start with a request, we first start with prayer. Yes. Like even before we read the word, we want to remember it's really the word we can't mm. we can't dis- associate it just with any book you know right. you just open a book <clears throat> this is living this yeah. is god speaking right and and god. i think that that prayer or that praise at the beginning uh helps us remember that we're about to hear from the living god yes it makes it the holy thing that it really really is oh so. it's so true that is so important to like prepare our hearts for reading his word you know we can so easily just open the bible and glaze over the words and check off the box and get on with our day yeah and i find yeah. myself doing that some days mm-hmm. <laughs> then i catch myself and apologize that i started without him you know it's rather rude of me <laughs> you know it's so funny but it is right yes. because god's right there yes you know when someone opens one of my books yeah. i'm not right there <laughs> They don't have to be feeling rude if they don't talk to me. But right. God is there and he's speaking through those words. So mm-hmm. it's a whole different thing. Yeah, so, it's true. So, okay, first section, they're standing in reverence. They're excited about it. They're praising God. Yeah. And their attention is wrapped. I mean, they are listening for three hours. That's amazing. So, okay. <laughs> Let's look at our second set of verses dealing with this special day. I'm going to read Nehemiah 8, 
7 through 12, starting with a lot of hard names. <laughs> These names, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'm always going to associate him with names. I know. From now on, the man that knew everybody's name. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Verse 7. <clears throat> the Levites, Jeshua, Bani, Sherebiah, Jamin, Akub, Shabbatai, Hodiah, Messiah, or Messiah, <laughs> Kalita, Azariah, Josabad, Hanan, and Peliah then instructed the people in the law while everyone remained in their places. They read from the book of the law of God and clearly explained the meaning of what was being read, helping the people understand each passage. Then Nehemiah the governor, Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites who were interpreting for the people said to them, Don't mourn or weep on such a day as this, for today is a sacred day before the Lord your God. For the people had all been weeping as they listened to the words of the law. And Nehemiah continued, Go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks, and share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before our Lord. Don't be dejected and sad, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And the Levites, too, quieted the people, telling them, Hush, don't weep, for this is a sacred day. So the people went away to eat and drink at a festive meal, to share gifts of food, and to celebrate with great joy because they had heard God's words and understood them. Oh, wow. Isn't that just so beautiful? That is. Oh. So Nehemiah named all the names. <laughs> Each person was important. Every Levite, we needed yeah. to know who they were, yeah. which is so sweet. <clears throat> but I think it's interesting that they not only read from the book of the law, but they also explained the meaning yeah. of it which is good. And it must have taken quite a while. <laughs> yeah, I bet. And I got curious. I'm like, well, what is the book of the law, actually? You mm. know, um, what books of the Bible represent it? And nobody knows. Isn't that funny? <laughs> that is different funny. Different scholars have different ideas. Some yeah. say it's just Deuteronomy was oh. the book of the law, the one that Moses gave the people right before they entered the promised yes. land. That's logical. Yeah. But some say it was the whole Pentateuch, the first five, mm. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. That's what I always thought. It was the first five. The first five. Yeah. So That's you're like, wow, reading all five books and interpreting and explaining? Maybe it was just Deuteronomy. Right. We can <laughs> ask when we, we can. get to heaven. Yes. <laughs> so but it was kind of like a sermon, right? Yeah. To explain it and yeah. as well as speak it. And if they hadn't heard this in a while. Right. They kind of needed some explanations, I suspect. That's true. So, yeah, that's yeah. what I've been. I love that. I do like that they explained it because that's that's so helpful, you know, to have someone. It's it's important to read God's word on our own, but it's also a blessing to have people that God is gifted with, you know, yeah. insights into the scriptures that can help explain things yes. to us. Yes, and, and it is one of the spiritual gifts. I mean, we're yeah. supposed to be looking to teachers to explain things. Yes. And, yeah. So it's a good <laughs> thing. They had that. You know, I find it so moving that they're weeping as yeah. they're listening. They're not just, I mean, they're, in, they're involved, right? Mm -hmm. They are not mentally thinking about mowing the lawn. Well, <laughs> not that they mow the lawn or whatever. <laughs> um, in their heads, they're engaged and yeah. they're clearly <laughs> crying. But why? Yeah. Why are they crying? What do you think? I, they had just come back to their homeland. This mm -hmm. probably was not... Made brand new, but that was probably newer for them. Like maybe right. they hadn't heard this very often. They'd forgotten yeah. what God had commanded them and told them. So mm -hmm. I think this was, you know, a time of healing for them too and pain, you know, seeing that God had 
fulfilled his promise to them and then hearing from their Jewish leaders, hearing words given to them by God for them. You know, after living in a pagan nation for so long, it must have been overwhelming. Yes. But almost like like we're finally here moment, like we finally made it back to our place with yeah. God, you know? Yeah. Here we are in Jerusalem. Yeah. Hearing our God's words yes. to us. His Wowzers. people. So yes. I think it was a mixture of all of that and probably conviction as well, realizing right. how far they had slidden from what he mm-hmm. wanted for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. A lot so of tears. engaged. <laughs> yeah. I know it. I feel emotional just thinking about their emotional lists. Right, you know? yeah. I feel like we're going to have a moment like that in heaven. Oh, man. You know, we're yeah. finally here. We're finally home. And there's <laughs> Jesus on the throne and there's that river coming from the throne. And, yeah. you know, I, I can't even. I can't even imagine. And when we lay our crowns at his feet mm. and we're doing it instead of having read about it, right. I suspect we'll, we'll be, be weeping. Tears. Yeah. 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 I mean, I know he dries all our tears in heaven, but I Even feel like getting, that, there'll be some weeping. <laughs> <laughs> that kind's going to be legit. So yeah. anyways. Okay. So then we get to our beautiful phrase, the mm. joy of the Lord is your strength. Yes. I love that. Joy brings strength, mm. specifically joy in the Lord who loves us. Don't you just love that God wants us to be filled with joy in his presence? Yes, I love that. He's so cool. He is. (laughs) When God calls us to him, he doesn't want us to do it with drudgery or misery. Like He calls us to joy. And that's such a beautiful thing. And I find even doing like the mundane and frustrating tasks, when I lean on him, there really is the joy in doing them. Yes. You know, and I love the next part, the feasting. (laughs) That's fun. (laughs) It seems a bit odd at first, you know, after such a solemn and tear-filled event before. But when you think about it, like, what a great way to celebrate such a beautiful event. Yeah. And I love that even during the fest, you know, the festivities, they were still looking out for those less fortunate and sharing their food. Mm -hmm. I think it's a really great time of strengthening them as a a people group in a community. You know, after working so hard together um, to build the wall, they finally came together to sit down and have a little fun and kind of get to know each other and their neighbors. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And and God evidently loves fun. He has all these holidays, (laughs) right? (laughs) So it is okay to have fun. Yes. Yeah. There's feasting in heaven, so yes. God is good for a good yes, party. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, so they've read from God's word. They've wept over it. They have dried their eyes and feasted. Let's finish this chapter and see what comes next on this very special occasion. I'll read Nehemiah 8, 13 through 18. On October 9th, the family leaders of all the people, together with the priests and the Levites, met with Ezra the scribe to go over the law in greater, in greater detail. As they studied the law, they discovered that the Lord had commanded through Moses that the Israelites should live in shelters during the festival to be held on that month. He had said that a proclamation should be made throughout their towns and in Jerusalem, telling the people to go to the hills to get branches from olive, wild olive, myrtle, palm, and other leafy trees. They were to use these branches to make shelters in which they would live during the festival as prescribed in the law. So the people went out and cut branches and used them to build shelters on the roofs of their houses, in their courtyards, in the courtyards of God's temple, or in the squares just inside the water gate and the Ephraim gate. So everyone had returned from captivity. So everyone who had returned from captivity lived in these shelters during the festival, and they were all filled with great joy. The Israelites had not celebrated like this since the days of Joshua, son of Nun. Ezra read from the book of the law of God on each of the seven days of the festival. Then on the eighth day, they held a solemn assembly as as was required by law. 
So the very next day after that first reading, they obeyed what the law of God said. Yay! Yeah, (laughs) how cool is that? It was the month that they were supposed to sleep and cook outside, basically, and they actually did it. This is huge for them. We have seen such horrific disobedience from the Israelites and the terrible consequences of it. So to see them obey and to see that it filled them with joy and the obedience, it's just so wonderful to read, you know? Mm-hmm. And I love the line where it says that they haven't celebrated like this since Joshua. <laughs> Isn't that something? Yeah. yeah. So this celebration and joyful obedience was well overdue. Oh, yes. <laughs> but that can be really hard, Sharon, to find joy in obedience. Sometimes I'll just assume that obedience won't make me very happy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but there's such a deep and lasting joy from obeying God. And that can only come after we spend time with him and read his words for us and then go and do them. That's right. And I can I can see parents thinking seriously. Now we've got to build like a shelter and live yes, in it after all this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And yet the kids probably had a blast. Oh, I bet. It's like when you go camping, <laughs> the father's you know doing all the work, and everybody's oh, like, yeah. "Isn't this fun?" And he's cutting the wood and right. putting up the tent. So, but anyways, they enjoyed it, and that is so good. That is. I love <laughs> this. That obedience is a key part of the joy of the Lord that we're mm. discussing. We're not to just read the Bible. We have to do (laughs) what it says. God's instructions are for our good and not our harm. And Mm. I've learned that time and time again in my own personal life. And when we walk the way he directs, it's much easier to have that joy. Mm. You know, it's amazing for me, too, that they hadn't celebrated like that since Joshua. Yeah, I mean, that's a long time. That means during that whole time of the judges... They weren't building the booths and remembering the time when everybody lived in tents in the wilderness, at least not to the extent that they were doing it um, that beautiful year in Jerusalem Mm. when the wall was rebuilt and everything was happy Hmm. for a little tiny while. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I bet those who were there never forgot it. Yeah. Never forgot that joy. Yeah. I also love that Ezra kept reading from the word each day. They just kept learning and growing for seven days. He continues to read. So, you know, maybe that's how they fit in the whole Pentateuch. (laughs) I don't know. Or did they repeat it? I don't know. But it's not like everybody necessarily had their own Bibles in their house, right? Oh, that's true. So this is how they're going to get it. is, Is, what is it called? Not oral listening. Come on. Audio listening, yes. right? Through their ears. <laughs> so, you know, I also love how the kids were so involved that day. I know. And the whole way through, yeah. hanging out in the tents and feasting. I think all those visuals would help underline to the children that listening to God is super important. Mm. I mean, their parents stopped life. Yes. To stand and listen to God's word and then go build little shelters on their roofs. Definitely something that would get their attention. Right. (laughs) It's something the kids would remember because it's so different and so out of the ordinary, Mm. you know? And it helped them see that God was important. Yeah. So how do you guys do that, you young mothers of today? (laughs) How do you underline for your kids that God is important, that he's a big deal? I doubt you're cutting down branches to build a shelter with Josh. I mean, maybe you are. I don't know. Tell me, what do you do? If we did, my kids would be very happy. We already have those all around our yard in different places. They love to build little shelters. I'm like, oh, that's great. They think it was so fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't have the same requirements for festivals, do we? No, not really. But I guess um, I think that what stood out for me with the parents in these verses was it was the standing or the stopping and the building of the shelter. Something a little bit different that marks it as not not yes. ordinary. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, I guess 
our modern holidays could be compared to their festivals. So um, I think Josh and I try really hard to keep the big holidays as Christ-centered as we can. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like the world keeps trying to steal, you know, steal it away from God and add more and more stuff that just clutters and confuses us. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we try to keep it God-centered and then sprinkle in some things here and there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, I think something fun we did recently just in regular life, um, one of my friends put together a um, a journal day for the kids. The kids could come and paint their own prayer journal, like put oh. stickers on it and, you know, make it uh-huh. personal. And then we talked to them about how to prayer journal, like how to write to God, your prayer request, how to tell him he's wonderful. And these were little kids, like, you know, five uh-huh. up to 10 year old. And oh. it was really a special thing that, you know, we took, she took time out of her day mm-hmm. to plan it. We all brought mm-hmm. our kiddos there and we're going to meet up again and kind of go over their journals with them and have them. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. So there's accountability and, and there's a, like a follow-up. Yes. Yeah. Instead of like, yeah. oh great, then lose it. Cause most likely, you know, someone's has lost oh, yeah. theirs underneath their bed already. Right. But it's, it's been so precious to see one of my little girls is super faithful in writing in her journal. I'll come in so at night sweet. and she's writing to God. She's I'm like, oh, it just makes me, my eyes water, you know, <laughs> my sweet girls. <laughs> I love that. And what did that tell them? Their moms stopped their busy lives mm. to teach them how to write a prayer journal. Because it's important. Because it's yeah. important. I think that's how we show things are important. We give time to them. Oh, that's we, true. Yeah. You know, we, we stop every day mm-hmm. for things that are important. And God is worth stopping every day for, right? Yes, absolutely. So, oh, I love that. I, I, my girls had quiet time journals too. And I, oh. I think that was really um, important for them too, yeah. you know, and, and now they carry it with them into adulthood. So it's so, so good. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> this chapter and the next one, Nicole, are like the high points of the book of Nehemiah. Yes. <laughs> All that hard work done and, and they're listening to the word and they're obeying the word. They've come together in a beautiful way. God is honored. Yeah. It's just so happy. <laughs> no, I just want to hang out in this chapter a little longer. <laughs> I know. And because of that, their worship, their attention to what he said, their mm. active obedience, joy yes. followed. I just want to walk in that joy myself, Lord. I just do. Mm-hmm. I want to listen to the word. I want to join in fellowship with others who still feel the, wow, mm-hmm. God is real. Mm-hmm. I want that always. Yes. Um, the real God wrote to us. I want to yes. keep that awe for the word of God, that when I open it, it's God speaking to mm-hmm. me. I, I never wanted to grow old. Never, ever, ever. So, yes. oh, okay. Well, Let's pray about that. Let's pray for all of us, everybody listening, wherever you are. Let's pray that his word, the truth that he's real and he loves us, that he knows our names, never grows stale. Yes. Oh, Father God, it is so easy uh, to let the busyness and the urgency of life crowd you out. You who are so big, you who made those stars that overwhelmed 15-year-old Nicole, you who reminded me that it's okay that I'm small as I sat at the ocean. You are the real and living God, and we honor you today, and we ask you please that you would help us to approach your word with respect and with a wow that it's active and living, and you still speak through it. Oh, Father, keep our hearts soft toward you all our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. How about you, friend? How do you keep Bible reading fresh for yourself and your children? Have you tried our 4-hour method of requesting God's help first, then reading, 
then recording a verse, and last of all, responding to God with a little written prayer or comment about what he said to you? If you'd like to learn more, go to episode eight, Making Your Quiet Time Personal. Speaking of personal, Sharon and I love when we hear from you. We want to know your name, just like Nehemiah loved knowing names. <laughs> would you write us today by going to sweetseela.org slash podcast? Or it would be so helpful if you would write a review of our podcast on your favorite app so more people could find us. If you'd like to share, if you'd like us to share personally back, join the podcast partner squad. Just go to sweetseela.org slash donations and sign up for as little as a dollar a month and you'll be on our email list. Sharon and I write an email once a month, complete with pictures, and send it out to our partners. Next week, we're going to turn from joy to deep confession time. Episode 60 is called, When You're Wrong and You Know It. <laughs> Join us as we talk about the actual joy found when we confess our wrongs and receive forgiveness and cleansing. Until then, keep seeking God through His Word. We are so glad you stopped for a while with us. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. More information about this podcast can be found at sweetsela.org. Thank you for joining us.